Welcome, everyone, to You'll Die Trying. <laughs> Live from Guadalajara. We are on location. Nathan, duck, duck. They're shooting at us. We've upgraded our sound equipment. <laughs> Why is that even funny? We're sorry. We were just talking about other podcasts that we've heard recently and how sometimes the sound equipment doesn't work maybe like we want it to. Yeah, and anyway, we started cupping our mouths and it sounded like we were in a tin can somewhere in the corner, so we just, you know. <laughs> we think we're funny. I think we're hilarious. Yeah, that, uh, I'm reminded that I'm not. I'm reminded lot, that I'm not as well. But I think you are, so that's oh, fine. Oh, thank you. I think you are too. That's very, that was very funny. Well... This is episode 62 of You'll Die Trying, a podcast with Jonathan Carroll and Nathan Morris. You are most welcome here. Check out this jam. Nathan, tell me something about yourself. Tell me a funny story. A funny story. I want to laugh today. It's Friday. At least this yeah. is Friday for yeah, us. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, I was playing in the championship game in f- fourth grade, fifth grade, and there was a... This isn't really funny. That's not funny. I just I was just going to say, like, it was a thing called the wall taped against the wall, and everybody, all the cheerleaders signed their name and stuff, and I went and saved a ball, and I hit my head and ran into the wall and got knocked out. And Did you really? Was like, yeah. Did you have a concussion? No. It was on, it's on VHS tape, too. It really happened. Wow. And then Matt Strell in that game kept telling me not to shoot because I mean, he's a cool dude. I mean, he was a great point guard. And every time he'd be like, no, and I'd drill it. And I was like, he was like, okay, okay. Did you play basketball? Yeah, I did. I did too. What position did you play? I was I was I was a forward. Big forward, number four position? Number three, little forward. Yeah. I was the four and five. Big forward is center. You were? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't make the basketball team at Catholic High and got mad. So, so you had to go to a boarding school to get so on? So I went to Owensboro High School and tried out and made the team. Did you really? Yes. You made, did some time at Owensboro High School? I did some time at Owensboro High School. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. What year? 2000. I mean, what grade? Freshman. Just the one year? One year, and then I went back. Did you get on that team again? <laughs> I didn't play anymore. Really? I played football. Okay. I kicked. Yeah. Yeah. I loved basketball. I played basketball, baseball, and golf. I didn't play football because when I was 11, you know, October 4th, 1986. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I broke my arm. Bless you. Thank you. And uh, so I didn't play football anymore, even though I was number 50 for the Deep Creek Redskins. Broke my arm, first play of the first game of my life, which also happened to be the last play of the last game of my life. So I played basketball, baseball, and golf instead. I do not want to ever play golf. My first round, I scored a 129. I don't even know what that means. It's really, really bad. Okay. I don't think it gets much worse. I don't even know what that... Like, I love watching the videos of the golfers getting mad and, like, throwing their entire entire (laughs) bag of golf clubs into the water. You know, that is funny. That would be me. Well, I'm the, the all time golf driver. Club. You know, I loved team sports because there's a comfort and familiarity in being surrounded by your fellow players, right? Even baseball, I'm standing there on first base, I'm all by myself. But my pitcher, my catcher, my second baseman, and my right fielder are all within, you know, 
throws length for me. But when you're in playing golf, you're playing in a foursome with three persons from other high schools, all of who are there to beat you badly. And of course they do. <laughs> 129. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it oh, sounds I bad. I mean, anything in high school, you would want to score obviously the lowest possible. Par for a course might be 66, it might be 72, but 129 is bad news. So anyway. Thank you to our first responders. Yeah. I uh, have another funny story since we're, it seems this is where it's going. I was on the uh, baseball, all-star baseball traveling team, which by the way, it, we were we were good. It was the Southern All Stars, which you played baseball too. I did. We have all the same common. Southpaw, you Me know? too. Right. So uh, after my tenure with the all, uh, Southern All Stars, they actually went to the Little League World Series and so forth. I mean, I wasn't on that team, but I was playing center field. I played uh, center field. I was the pitcher, and I was uh, first baseman. I was playing center at this game, and it was a night game. And the next thing I know. A bug, a moth, something flew into my ear. It's my right ear. How old are you? 12. Okay. So I'm literally out there, no telling what I looked like. And the the bug I could hear flutter around in my ear mm. for the entire game. Gross. That's like Silence of the Lambs. It was awful. Like it might still Hello, have- Clarice. Hello. It might still have uh, children in there. Ooh. It was, it was, I was mortified, dude. I was- I was mortified. Wow. So what position did you play in baseball, more importantly? Center field. Okay. Always? Pitcher and first base. Okay, yeah. No, I did not always play center field. I was first baseman, and I would rotate depending on who was pitching at that time. We played first because we were left-handed and had long legs. Mm-hmm. Long legs drive. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so you didn't play golf, but you did play some baseball when you were a kid. You played some football, and you played some basketball. And soccer. Oh, you did play soccer. Mm-hmm. I never played that game. I wasn't. I was not a, a great soccer player. However, I was a an incredible defender and very fast. That's awesome. And uh, my friends who were actually very good, Joel and John, and then Nick, who are good at soccer. Yeah, you know, they would always give me a hard time. But I literally am embarrassed to say this. I don't know one rule of soccer other than you can't touch. Don't it with your touch hands. it with your hands. Yeah. That's the biggest rule. So we were at that aforementioned soccer game in Spain and I was like, I literally have no idea what's <laughs> he's holding up a pretty little card and people are booing and someone's on the ground and they're all pretending like they've got broken legs and I have no yeah, idea what's that's happening. It's really fun to watch that too. Yeah. It's like watching the Oscars. <laughs> so did you ever were you a prankster? Growing up, did you ever do funny things to people? Like not, n- not intentionally. Yeah. I wasn't that guy that was like, "Oh, I'm gonna put a bucket of water above the door frame and, and let it pour on them." I was that guy. Were you? Yeah. Oh Lord. My cousin Chris, Chris Carroll, and I uh, had these friends. <laughs> His girlfriend was a twin, so he and she were dating, and her sister and I we were just friends. Yeah, cousins hanging around with these twin sisters all the time. So this is when we're 16. And uh, he had a little Ford Ranger. And I had my first car, which was a 1987 Toyota pickup. But it was the kind of Toyota pickup that you could stand still and step into the um, bed of the truck because it was so little. <laughs> so it's not like a Toyota Tacoma or really like, you know, nice. It, it was a really small truck. And we had CBs. And we would drive around our city on CBs, you know, breaker, breaker, talking about each other. So we would always go to his girlfriend's and her sister's house and play practical jokes on their father, whose name was Donnie. 
rest in peace, Donnie, Donnie. who just died uh, last year. A wonderful man, hilarious man. But we did the worst things to him. For instance, um, we got his new vehicle, grabbed his keys off the counter. He would go to bed. We would all hang out either in the pool or watch TV. We went outside, took the wheels off, put it up on blocks, put it in the newspaper as being for sale. Brand new vehicle. <laughs> he got oh like 300 calls. We listed it for like a thousand dollars. You're awful. We would get those um, in our town, spivey rental signs. They're those um, orange and white painted triangular shaped things with the blinking yellow light that indicates, you know, don't go here or you'll die. The <laughs> bridge is closed. We, we got a bunch of those and put them in our truck and we lined them up on his roof so that his roof looked like a, <laughs> a <landing laughs> Like a landing strip, strip for an airplane. <laughs> exactly. What if an airplane had, had a... Fatal. Had, had tried to land on his roof. Yes, someone would have died, and we would have probably gone to jail. But thankfully, yes. that didn't happen. We uh, we <laughs> hid in his garage one night because we were trying to tinker around with something, and he found out. And uh, he put a water hose inside the. There was this little teeny window that was above where we could be, but he had a ladder out there, and he put a water hose in there. And we were in this garage. It was an old garage. And it was watertight, and he had locked us out, and he flooded his own garage just to get us out. <laughs> oh my gosh. The water came up to our waists and we were like thinking, you know, we're in the movies and we're like our mouths up at the very top <laughs> of the water just before, you know, like we're just before our death and we thought that was going to happen. So ended up he he raised the garage door and all the water rushed out and we fell and we were crying and he was like, paybacks, buddy. Oh my gosh. That's terrible. We spelled his initials in his grass with gasoline, which as you know, kills it. Oh <laughs> yeah. I would be so mad if you did that because I'm a nut about my green grass. Well, he, he, me too. Me too. Yeah. Now that I have it. Now that you have it. He was so nice. He never like got mad at any of that. He just couldn't believe it. And half the stuff he didn't even know we did because you know it's like we were nowhere around, but we were in the dark of night. It's hilarious. So ended up I went to a college that promoted pranks. Oh, outwardly. The chaplain of the college, who was also the philosophy professor, which was one of my, you know, fields of study, who is still alive and, God help us, may in fact be a listener. His name is Errol Rohr. He was the chaplain and he encouraged people to play pranks. And one time, um, they took his uh, students long before my time, took his Jeep apart and reassembled it in the dining hall. And... He said, you know, he encouraged pranks. And so he went into breakfast and there was his Jeep Cherokee in the middle of the dining hall. And there was no way to get it out other than to disassemble it. And <laughs> oh my gosh. So one night we all went around the campus and took every license plate off of every vehicle. And we stacked them in a large pile in the, in the oval, which was like our quad. And uh, as you know, people weren't able to locate their license plates. And that was a disaster of finding out whose was whose. I wouldn't know what my license plate is right now. So can you imagine? Yeah, that's awful. We had chapel. The stories just roll. Yeah, this is, all, this is great. And our daughters love these stories, and they've heard them all. But they're like, tell that one about the, tell that one about the, we had chapel we had to go to. We had a card, and we had to get it punched 21 times for a semester. So we had to go to 21 either chapels or convocations. And chapel was like on Tuesdays and convos were on Thursdays, I think. And you had to go to a certain number. 
So uh, the chapel was this old kind of colonial style with hardwood floor, hardwood pews, no cushions anywhere. It was very loud. So if you drop a pin because you're dutifully taking notes of a lecture or a sermon or something, you're right. Everyone hears that you just dropped that pin. So we went to the dining hall and we stole all the knives, all the, you know, the spreading knives, not the stabbing or cutting steak knives that we could. And we put them in the hymnals uh, so that when they said, open your hymnal to whatever and let's sing our first hymn for that chapel service or convocation, all you heard was... Ding 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 all over the chapel because oh three hundred knives just fell all on the floor. <laughs> you were awful. We ordered a pizza once to be delivered while the president of the college was delivering his lecture and paid the pizza delivery person a lot of money to walk straight down the center aisle in the middle of the service and say, "Sir, did you order a pizza?" Right in the middle of his presidential lecture. Did he think it was funny? He literally got out his wallet, handed the guy a 20, took the pizza, put it under the pulpit, and never stopped his lecture. That's awesome. That guy is amazing. That's awesome. He had some serious swag. He took us to Israel because he had studied in Israel. So he takes this. We had to take a class, studied Israel, uh, archaeology of Israel, archaeology of Egypt. And then we went on a month-long trip to Egypt and Israel. He has these four bouquets of flowers in the bus leading from the campus to the airport. And we're like, what the heck? These flowers, this is pre-9-11, by the way. These flowers are for the ladies, in that case it was ladies, behind the desk for the airline, where he would hand them a bouquet and say, thank you so much in advance for what you're going to do. I've got these 20 college students, and we're trying to get to Israel, and would you please expedite this process for us? They walked us straight past security directly to our gate, like it was the smoothest process. We would we got to Amsterdam. We were going to stay at the Golden Tulip Hotel. Our rooms were not ready. Here there are 20 of us, exhausted, trying to get home. We're going to stay there for two nights. And so he looks them in the eye and he says, we will be enjoying free food and drinks on you until our rooms are ready. Okay. And the lady, like a zombie, just hands him this stack of vouchers. Like, yes, sir. Like he had this unbelievable power. That's in his awesome. Yeah, in his swag. It was very, very cool. That is cool. I was thinking of a childhood story that is like not even pranky, but it's like my pranks were not pranks. They were like putting, <laughs> inflicting pain on people. Oh, so gosh. our things were like creating what we quote unquote called haunted houses. It was we turn the lights off. You know the 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 aluminum like metal closet doors that would accordion fold in and out. And like when you hit them, made a big dent in them. We would hide behind stuff. You remember the My Buddies? Yeah, My Buddy. My Buddy. My Buddy. Yes. My Buddy and me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes where I go. Yes, so it had the hard heads. They were hard heads. We would take those and like (laughs) our version of a haunted house would be to (laughs) whack them on the back as hard as we could when they weren't looking. We were hazing them. (laughs) And I was like, ooh, wasn't that scary? (laughs) It's not not scary. That's painful. It's It's abuse. I'm surprised that none of us went to to the hospital and or died. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was really bad. One time in Texas, we had a bus driver when we were on tour. His name was Arnie. No joke. Arnie. Brent, if you remember, you you remember this. Uh, J-Bro decided to, I don't know why this happened. We had the bus parked at the hotel and it was a new hotel. And I don't know how we knew that the tank needed to be emptied. The tank is where you went number one, never number two, 
ever. Never on the bus. And never on, no, mm-hmm. ever. No. And what windows are for. <clears throat> so we are sitting there, and then J Bro hits the button, and I think it was like 44 gallons of urine are, are evacuated from the bus and into the parking lot. <laughs> and, just, and, and he was like, oh, it'll go down this, it'll go down into the sewer. It just sat there. <laughs> It was awful. It smelled horrendous. And Artie goes, what the hell? It was so bad. It was hilarious. It was so bad. One time I was uh, uh, standing outside the bus, and I think it was, again, it was J-Bro in Dallas talking to a couple of fans, and I had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, J-Bro asked me, he said, I'll give you, I don't know how much, and it was like 5 or $10 if you pee in your pants. <laughs> so I'm sitting there just having a casual conversation with two total strangers. Just <laughs> you did? Yeah. And then I said, all right, I'm going to go do laundry now. <laughs> did laundry. Yes. Uh, there are so many stories. There are so many stories. Whoa. There was a, 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 a <laughs> local lore on our college campus that one of the buildings if not multiple of the buildings was haunted it was what's called the fine arts building which we called the fab <clears throat> it was a two-story building very very old and there was a story that at some point some sort of demonic or satanic cult had uh, worshipped there with goat heads and pentagrams and candles and sacrificed local children you know the, the kind of thing you hear about says no one ever. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and where? of course that wasn't the case, but it, as a result, it was believed to have been haunted. So uh, we knew that we, we had this thing, a couple of us, where we would try to spend the night in as many room, like faculty offices as we could on campus. And I'll get back to that. But as a result, there was this small group of people who were working on an art project and they had been upstairs. They were sewing costumes and things for some theater production. And they had take, decided... At three in the morning, okay, we're exhausted. Let's just take a nap. We'll wake up at five. We'll keep working and everything will be ready by nine. We got wind. We waited for them to fall asleep. And then we went into the building and there are like, I don't know, 20 easels, big wood easels with canvases on them. And we laid all of them down on their sides and we would paint like a, a, a stroke, like a red stroke on everyone. It looked exactly the same. And then we would, as somebody was making the sound of like footsteps on the steps and then would stop at the very top and then would like secretly kind of climb out. And later we found out that these people had woken up, someone had heard footsteps, they woke everybody else up. It was the dark of night, the darkest of dark before dawn, you know, 4.30 or something. And they were so scared and they ran out to the basement, I mean, to the main level and there was just enough moonlight coming in through that they saw something not right. And they turned on the lights and all the easels had been turned on their sides with the same paint stroke. And they just absolutely <laughs> freaked did, out. Did any of these people ever find out that it was you or is this you no, telling on yourself for the I'm first telling. time? And There's another thing that we did that, I, that nobody knows about and, and, and he may find out now. But So we would sneak into professor's offices or we would go in there for meetings and we would find ways to rig it so that we could get in there after they left. So we might like put tape on a, a door tongue, you know, so that it wouldn't lock or we, like I would go into the chaplain's office and pretend like I had a bit of a problem and I would unlock his window when he turned to answer the phone that my friend was calling in so that he would answer. Oh my gosh. Make up a problem and then say, you know what? I feel like I'm better. Thanks for talking and I would leave. And so now we had our way in. So one night we snuck into his office. He was the philosophy professor, the aforementioned Dr. Errol Rohr. 
And he had two offices, an outer one and an inner one, and both of them were full of bookshelves. And he had just paid a student to catalog his books and put them in alphabetical order by subject and by author. We proceeded to take every single book at one in the morning off of their shelves, and we made a domino train throughout the outer and inner office, up over bookshelves, up over the desk, through the chair, around the plant. And we would take, you know, sections of books out so that we could step over and not destroy it. And we had them all standing up. And so that we had a the 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 door would open. And just as the person would notice what was happening and would stop opening is when it would hit the first book. And that's exactly what happened. So he watched his categorized, no longer categorized books just hundreds dominate. and hundreds. <laughs> I mean, so loud. Three of us. And he was apparently very angry, even though he had been, you know, suggesting that people prank each other. And one of the three of us folded and told him that he was in on it, and he recategorized the whole thing. And to this day, he doesn't know that I was involved in that. It was the best prank I've ever been a part of. Ever. Ever. Wow. I'm scared to be your friend. now. You don't like pranks. I don't. You always go around the corner. Remember that? Was that you? Yes. I scare you all the time. I don't time. like it. You hate it. I hate it. So it makes me want to do it more. I know. Because we do that at home all the time. So I'm always hiding around the corner scaring the girls. And they do it to me too. And Joy's the world's best. She is a great scarer. Can can we can we go to a sponsor so I can... Use the restroom? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. I think all this is just to say that we should not take ourselves so seriously. Really? Yeah. I think <laughs> I think that we take ourselves way too seriously. Life is meant to be uh to be lived and laughed about. And I think that we should uh well basically I think you should be on the lookout. I'm not excited about this because you literally are very thought provoking. What? What happened? What? <laughs> You're very, what? I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I do like intentional, to very intentional with your premeditative. There we go. You're premeditative with your things. There, that, that's what. Yeah, you. The element of surprise. I'm sorry, I pointed at you. I don't like being pointed at. So that's just was. I've learned that if you're going to point to someone, to open your hand with palm facing up and extend the entire hand outward, as if to say, over there, you will find. I do that with. Uh, it's like the Disney experience, yes. but when I was pointing at you, I was pointing with a one finger like a kid. Uh, no, no. So anyway, be on the lookout no. and uh, live your life with some levity. What's that mean? To be light and, and to laugh. Mm-hmm. To be, uh, you know, to have levity is to have some, some, some fun and some, some lightness, some humor. A lot of my stories are just, they're a little bit... You know, a little bit on the personal side that I can't tell some of these like really funny things. Cause I mean, oh. there's really funny stuff that's happened to me, but I'm not a prankster like you or I don't have this arsenal. Tell me another one. This is fun. Oh gosh. I don't know if I can. Uh... On the spot stuff. Well, I mean, we, we did other things like <laughs> we would in, in our dorm room. Um, we killed someone. It's really funny. <laughs> you could put a penny between the door and the door jam making it impossible for the door to be opened from the inside. So, because it would create so much pressure on the door that you couldn't turn the knob at all because, (laughs) so 
we would, so that became outlawed once we did that. So then we decided to wrap string around this doorknob, zigzag across the hall, around that doorknob, zigzag across the hall, around that doorknob. And there would be, you know, 25 rooms all now tied together with their doorknobs by string. So if someone was trying to get up and go to their class, they'd pull it. It would now it would suck shut the door that the person across the hall had just opened. Mm-hmm. No one, <laughs> no one could open. I no did something like that. Uh, kites. I had this thing for kites back in the day, and you know the big kite string, mm-hmm. and it had the two handles on either side. I took an entire I don't know how many feet it was of kite string, and I ran it through my entire house. Like through every room, wow. all over the place. That's awesome. Mom and dad came home. <laughs> it's like this spider web. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. they're 42, 43 years old. They're not going to just like start jumping all over the place. And they Absolutely. had to step over stuff. It was, it was awesome. I loved that. Well, we all had lofts in our, in our rooms that we had built so that your bed was up and you could have living space under it because it was a small space. And we would go into people's rooms and put half cups of water all on their floors and then we would put another layer of half cups of water so that when they got up the only way to get out of bed from six feet up was to jump down onto a floor covered with cups half full of water there was no way not to spill a ton of water in your dorm room there's no way to get out god you're is that mean (laughs) well it was college College is yeah. Latin for mean. My my That's roommate true. and I, our friend and I, would we went on a three day hike uh, and camping trip during Easter weekend. Once we came back, and our neighbors had pranked us. We were locked out of our room. When we finally got in, they had put a baby powder at the foot of our door because they couldn't get in our room either. I don't know. We we locked ourselves out, and they couldn't get in. But so they put baby powder at the door, the foot of the door, and raccoon urine which hunters apparently use to mask their scent. So if you put raccoon urine on your boots and pants and stuff, deer don't think you're human. They think, oh, a raccoon's been around here. So these guys were hunters. So they put raccoon urine, which you can buy in a bottle, on baby powder, and with a hairdryer, sat there for however long and blew urine-soaked baby powder under the door into our dorm room. And I don't know how long or how much, but when we finally got back after three days, totally exhausted from hiking forever, malnourished because all we had was a ramen packet, exhausted, emaciated, about to die. We opened our dorm room finally once the security guard let us in, and there was literally a half-inch thick covering of dust that was urine-soaked baby powder on everything in our dorm room. My mouth is just agape right now. That's awful. Computer keyboard, done. Beds, refrigerator, microwave, floor. It was covered. What was that smell like? It was horrible. Horrible, but we couldn't say anything because we'd pranked so many people. So you know, we were like, "Well, let's go to what do you do? You prank you, them again? You go to Golden Corral? That's where you went? Yeah, we hadn't eaten. <laughs> it may have been a Ryan's. I don't differentiate between those. That's I, the only time I think I've ever been to a Ryan's. I've was never that been day. to either. I don't even know. I wouldn't even know what to. We were so hungry and so sad. I would have, yeah. <laughs> I was so hungry and so sad. <laughs> like, what do you do? You go to Ryan's. Yeah. What do you do when you're sad? <laughs> <laughs> so we did that kind of stuff all the time. We, we would bring our mattresses out in the hallway and line up the walls, and we would play hall hockey with hockey sticks and a ball, and we would body check each other into the walls, but there were mattresses there. And That's, that is awesome. It was just such a fun time. That you know? is awesome. Guys are so stupid. But, they would do terrible things to each other too, like <laughs> make you eat tacos that had you know nail clippings in it and stuff and people didn't know it and it's just ah that's just disgusting oh do you know like the 
Do you know the, like the the fudge rounds? Like the fudge. I love those. Me things. too. Okay, yeah. so you know how they come in giant size? Yeah, they come in twelve packs. And I was dared. I heard when he was at Eastern Kentucky University, his fraternity brothers dared me to eat a whole box of those. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I was. I didn't throw up, but I was miserable. It was awful. I wanted. I wanted to die. Like I was just so like. I was coiled up and just like, Ugh. <laughs> I'll never forget the maintenance man in college. You know, he'd be vacuuming. And I don't know why oh, you have to vacuum at 5.30 in the morning in a college dorm, but he his name was Luther and he had long hair. And you've seen his mugshot, everyone has. And, and <laughs> he would vacuum and he would ram the vacuum cleaner into your dorm room door, you know, 5.30, waking you up. Well, the same self same Luther would vacuum in the girls' dorms too, and the the rule was if a male was entering because I went to it was a Presbyterian college and it was pretty conservative, so we didn't have co-ed dorms. You mm-hmm. only were allowed. I was just telling Joy this the other day, and her mouth was agape at the, the ridiculousness of this. But we had what's called open dorms: Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon. You could have the opposite sex in your dorms, but your doors had to remain open the length of a shoe. And your RA, your resident assistant, had to be aware that there was someone in your room. Like it was like hearing myself say that now, I'm like, oh my God, that's the length of a shoe. Literally, you would see shoes indoors. Like it was ridiculous. But you looked so forward to open dorms, right? Well, to go into the opposite member's dorm for you had to have a reason and you had to announce. So maintenance would go in to the girls' dorms and <laughs> it'd be like this maintenance. You know, they normally they they come in maintenance man on the hall. That's what we would say if I had to go in and get something man on the hall, and that let everybody know. You know, stay in your rooms. Maintenance would go maintenance. <laughs> like you're so creepy and disgusting. But that's just another funny, funny <laughs> Luther, reality. you gooberhead. It was a great experience, really, in in so many ways. That's funny. We uh, we circulated a story that there was a cult um, going around college campuses and. Uh, we got in the theater department. We had some monks' robes, and we had a stereo playing some really haunting music. And people would go out in the and look up in the security lights all around campus, and they would do this like weird dance with their back out. And it was like like we were all in a trance of some kind doing this weird dance. Hey, what was your what was your GPA? <laughs> the news was that there was like the cult had reached King College. What was your GPA? Do you know? Uh, probably was a four point seven. Back then, you couldn't get more than a 4.0. Oh. Did you get a participation trophy? Uh, absolutely not. Those okay. didn't come out until the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I graduated well, in 97. This, ep- this episode has uh, proven that I am boring and you are fun, <laughs> and that is why we make such a good team. We're like Tim- <laughs> we're like Simone and we're like Timon and Pumbaa. But really, everybody thinks you're the funny one. But all, all our listeners think you're the no, funny but one. I'm not. I just say stupid things and they feel sorry for me, so they laugh. That's not entirely true. <laughs> it's so true. It's like, oh, Nathan's talking. Oh, you know, it's like words, 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 words. <laughs> it's okay. I talk too much. So. No, you don't. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. This is a fun episode. I feel like I know you even better. Me too. That's, Ditto. I, I just told you I, I wet my pants like a. Toddler. I already knew that you do that no, sometimes. Though. I don't. It's yeah, the other stuff, yeah, like no. playing. I didn't know that you played baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. It's awesome. It's yeah. been good to get to know you. Thank you. So uh, go out and do something funny. Make somebody laugh. Live a little. Have some levity. In other words, that start with L. Like love. We're going to do an episode on love. Okay. 
appointed, sorry, one of our most overused shop-worn threadbare words that still has some of its bloom left intact. Mm-hmm. Love. Yeah. Be sure to visit youldietrying.com. Send us a note, youldietryingpodcast at gmail.com. Visit facebook.com forward slash youldietrying. Leave a five-star review. I don't think anyone does that. I think they go on Facebook and like search. I don't want them to do it on Facebook. I, I, I see we need to rearrange that because I want them in their listening device app, like Apple Podcasts, to click five-star Oh, okay. That's what I want a review to be a five-star review. So you can say, yeah, I like these guys. They're funny. Or Dr. Carroll's really smart. Nathan's that cute. That's not what they say. They say, Nathan, you're so funny. That's okay. Gosh, I hate being the guy that's not the funny one. Well, I'm Nathan. I'm Jonathan. Jonathan.